Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising the new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., your personal value is bound to shoot up. I am supported on this broadcast by my virtual academic board, fully in the house today, Comfort Okran, Ignatius Ajabeng, and Matthew Pepra-Boatin. Let me remind you that Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world-class corporate training, and your superstition joy 99.7 FM. It is brought to you by the kind courtesy of EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, and we receive media support from the Business and Financial Times and technology backing from Dream Oval. So last Tuesday, Springboard 2014 Roadshow took place in Sunyani. Sunyani is one of my one of the cities I love for its serenity. It's a very calm place and a wonderful place to retire and live in. It was a truly wonderful experience of repositioning with Tony Albing, CEO of the Chamber of Mines, Nanan Ketia, CEO of Omega Capital, and then Kafri Day of Bay Marketing Ventures, joining Comfort and I and, and others in the city of Sunyani. Yesterday was the turn of Kumas to host the ratio and it was a packed house. Kojo Pong Kumas spoke about entrepreneurship. Yossi Amoniza spoke about investment. I got to speak about career repositioning. And of course, the workshop on investment was by Maureen Erekua Odui. The keynote speaker in both cities was James Boating. And after this break, I will play back a bit of his story. James got the audience in stitches when he spoke about the fact that he was the son of a deputy Pamwaintapa, something people had never heard before. Can you imagine how far away can one start from? But in any case, how fast you run in life is determined by what is chasing you. And James says something very big was chasing him. You will find out in his story. We want to cross over to Sunyani to receive the message from James Burton, CEO of Cadbury, as he shared about repositioning using the story of his life. And I want to dedicate this to anyone who is really working hard to move yourself from the back to the front. May the lessons in this story, this brief story, challenge you to live out your dream and to overcome every obstacles and every obstacle and every odds that stand in your way. Let me also remind you that right after this one, I'm going to bring you 10 keys to achieving competitive advantage no matter what field you find yourself in. Please don't go away. Barely three months, when my mom and dad, the two guys, decided to break, okay? And all three bands had nothing to do with it, but there were consequences for me. Now, my mother was married to someone, a burden teacher in the village, in Kransa, went into politics, pretty successful. Marriage broke down. But my mother decided she wasn't going to sit down. Stark illiterate. So she settled for whatever was available. And the only job which was available was a job of an assistant of a palm wine tapper. All right? Anytime I say this, my, w- my wife, she, 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 the day she heard the story, she said, what is the pedigree of a palm wine tapper, let alone the assistant? <laughs> Just to let me know. <laughs> but we thank God. My mother was assisting a Pamwan Tapa. And all she did was that she went into the forest, carried the stuff, brought it to the market. Somebody who had married an educated person, but she was not distracted. 
she found pride at that time because that was how she could put food on the table. And so one day I went to this palm wine factory, if you like to call it, in the bush. Barely eight years. And I saw how the guy used to tie a rope around his waist, precariously climbing the tall dead palm. Those of you who are aware. And he carries a little bottle and he goes and he pours the stuff and he comes out. And that rope, a lot of time, breaks. And when it breaks, you can imagine, this is normally the height of a three or four story building. Those tall dead palms. When it breaks, there's no harness, there's no safety catch, they come down and they die. Very dangerous. So I asked my mother, why is this man doing this job? Dangerous. He doesn't have anything to show for it. He looks poor. He looks tattered. And my mother said, listen, this guy had a chance to go to school. And it was true. He had a chance to learn a trade. He had a chance to be self-disciplined. But he blew his chances. He was indisciplined. He was very controversial. He was involved in every useless aspect of life. And then he traveled. And this is the only trade he learned. When he came back, he came back as a palm wine tapper. Fortunately or unfortunately, I had to be his assistant. But this man, look at him. He is the picture of failure. So look at it. Do you want to be like this man? I said, no. He said, okay. Then be disciplined. Go to school. Do that. Do that. Do that. So that picture just sat there. And when we went to Sunyani and Albert was talking, he said something which struck me. Abed said, normally, how hard and how fast you run in life is often determined by what is chasing you. Is that not true? Okay? I had that image of a palm wine tapper being assisted by my mother, miserable job, right there, even before I was 10. Then in the market, there was this young man... Successful in every sense. And at that time, this was like um, maybe 40 years ago, he studied very well and then became a lecturer at Legon and used to drive at the time what was the topmost car. And this was a B B VW Beetle, white color. I'm not sure that there are even any in the system. We love the car. One of the few guys who had a car. So I would go and touch the car. And then my mother came to me and said, okay, do you want to be like this man? I said, yes. He said, okay. You know why? I said, no. He said, he went to school. He's been disciplined, respectful, uh, honest. He's done all that. All the good things. This man is exactly the picture of success. So if you don't want to live the life of a palm wine tapper, then you need to go through all of this. Now, the question I'm asking you is, what what is your situation and are you even aware of your situation unless you are aware you're not going to run fast and hard towards your goals all right let's move on so i got my lessons very early picture of success picture of failure palm wine tapping a vw beetle pictures right on my on my mind and they've sat on my mind till today and then the other one is about what we normally talk about, and it's um, a reinfor. I'm sure you all know. What is a reinfor? Do you, do, are you familiar with that word, a reinfor? What is it? Sorry. Modesty. That's a good description. A reinfor modesty. You are small. You, you are not going anywhere. 
uh, sit in a little corner. Don't raise your head too high. Somebody will chop it. Chop your head off. You are too small. You are insignificant. You, you don't even matter. You be that kind of thing. You are nobody. And this used to be the talk. And any time these people spoke, my mother would call me and say, Yes, we are a reinforced today because of where we are now. However, life as a reinforced is too miserable anyway. It's too sad. It's unexciting. And it's too lonely. So do you want to remain a reinforced? I said, no. I said, okay, then break out of this reinforced mentality. So two very quick lessons that I learned. I'm sure that almost everybody in this room is much older than I was at the time that I had some of these lessons. Do you live there as a reinforced and you walk as if you're walking over eggs? Be bold, okay? You don't gain anything by being a reinforced. But let me also ask the next question. It's, have you failed doing anything? I'm sure that failure is part of human beings. But I want to share a couple of examples of my own failures in life. Now, my first failure was very embarrassing. Here was I, looking at Prof. Koku Jemfi, wanting to drive that VW Beetle one day, and a lot of hopeful, hopefulness. Um, so I studied hard and I wrote exam. I wanted to go to Ghana Secondary Technical in uh, Takrade, GSTS, and I passed. So I was invited to Kumasi for an interview which was taking place at Prempe College. So my first time in Kumasi, I got in in the evening and the environment was very intimidating in the first place. Too many cars, tooting horns. A lot of electricity, too many lights. And in Cranston, we use lanterns. And so what are all these things hanging there? I mean, I was simply overwhelmed. So we go to bed early in the morning. My dad is like uh, the German kind of general. That if he has to say I love you, it means he's weak, okay? If he has to even reason with you. So he will often um, liken and he will call you and say, James, you know, that kind of mentality. If you are a fufu eater, you go in nowhere. That when he believed in it. So, <laughs> anytime he found you eating fufu, you go like, you know. <laughs> and he meant it. Fufu, fufu, and that kind of thing. And so this guy, just picture it. Takes me to Prempe College, he drops me in the morning, and then he looks at my face and says, Look, I'm going to town. Now I'll come back and pick you in the evening. You try and fail, you see what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> so I walk into the room, the panel, well seated, and I was processing all sorts of things. What I saw the previous night, the size of the city, Kumase, oh, some towns are big. I thought Nkransa is the only. And, and then I'm processing, and I'm also processing my father's, if you like, warning. So I go to stand there, and the panel are looking at me. For two minutes, I didn't talk, they didn't talk. We were waiting for who will blink, okay? <laughs> and then the head of the panel said, okay, young man, when you come to a place and you see elderly people, what do you do? I said, I greet. He said, okay, greet us. He said, good morning. He said, okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you later. So that's how I failed, okay? I failed. <laughs> I failed. 
And I had to go back home. What, how my father picked me and how, and grandson from Kumasi is 98 miles. I remember because I was counting how we would get there for me to get up. It's another story. But I went through ridicule for one year. I could have given up. But I had to reset the exam. And I chose Presby Boys Legon. I passed the game. Another interview. This time in Kuma, uh, Techimai. A bit close to Mkran. So I, I have seen, seen a big city anyway. So I get out of the car. In fact, when I joined the bus, good morning. I said good morning to the bus driver. Boss. Good morning, will fail me again. No. Good morning. And the guy turned and said, Okay, good morning. Then we took off, we got to Techima. I got down station. Good morning, good morning. I was going to Techima Secondary School. I got to the place and I said, James Boateng, yes, sir. I opened the door before I could enter. Good morning, good morning. Good. Hey, good morning, good. <laughs> Madam, I said, Good morning. <laughs> And the head of the panel says, wow. In fact, they all stood up. What a vibrant young man. Confident. <laughs> Confident. These are the people we're looking. Ghana needs people like this. You are going somewhere. I said, yes, I'm going somewhere. By the way. <laughs> I go to the administration and pick, wait for us, blah, blah. And that's how I passed. And I went to Presec. All right. So, early in my life, I was barely 12 years, suffered my first failure. Then I went to, through Presec, to be honest, life was miserable, nobody visited me, but I had seen too much to let that bother me anyway. Okay? So what I did was that I studied hard, and I made sure that my study group was then it's all about differentiation, you know. I differentiated myself and I made sure my study group was the best. And there was a requirement for joining that study group. You bring Shito. You bring you know, you bring, okay? And so all the people who dads visited them with big cars and all of that. If you are coming, you bring that, okay? And you come and join. I didn't have to worry about Shito and all of that. It didn't bother me. Because I was fine. Because I knew that I needed to uplift myself to a certain level to be able to compete, even whilst I was in high school. Then, I got to the university and, and, and just noted, it's never smooth. And it's not going to be smooth for anybody. It wasn't smooth for me, however. Any time I went down, I tried not only to get up and walk, I jumped. Okay? And I tried to, to climb. Because if you get up and you walk on the same level, what is it? You try. And that's what I meant by resounding success. So I got to Legon. Things were fine. My dad had entered politics and a bit of money. Life was beginning to look good. Then he had to go away. He traveled. Short notice. Something happened. Okay? So... I was now stuck, stuck, stuck with the stark reality of dropping out of school or continuing. 
So I said, okay, those of us who are bronze, even if we have nothing at all, we can go back to the land and do farming, isn't it? So let me go and do some farming. I borrowed some money, and I went and set up a two-acre farm. So I will spend 70% of my time at Legon reading business administration, a serious program. And I'll spend 30% of the time back in the village when school was going on. And that was the only thing. But I was determined. Then when the maize was about to bear fruit, if you remember 1983, there was drought. So the farm failed. And that was a shock. I was devastated, but I never gave up. I looked round. And that's why we talk about tailwinds. I saw a stream nearby. I grabbed a bucket, started watering the farm. Farm, not backyard garden, during Hamatan. But I watered the farm. When it was time, I went back to Legon, completed, you know, um, the term. And then when I came back, I went back to the farm. And instead of some 10 bags that I was expecting, I harvested one bag. But that's not the thing. The lesson there was that where I was able to water, that portion where I carried the water and watered, was where I harvested the one bag. All right? Now, what if I did not put in any effort? So, some lessons for us. I failed, but I never gave up. The other one is of failure is when in the corporate world I was in Coca-Cola, I led a business without proper diligence and the company lost money. But I did not stay there. I took a lot of flack for it. But I came back with another initiative which gave the company close to 2 million bottles of Coca-Cola, which nobody had thought about. So everybody applauded. And that's the spirit. When you get down, get up and be better. That's what I'm saying. And my story is not unique for anybody who's come from back back. The son of the assistant or deputy to the Pamwan Tapa. To come all the way to front and front, and not just front, but up, up, and to go global. I say it to the glory of God, I thank God for it. Say to the glory of God, it, it, it sounded impossible. However, eight, when I was just eight years, I believed it. Because I had an illiterate mother who was not handicapped by her illiteracy, and she planted these pictures on my mind. And any time that I felt like falling, these pictures would come right back. Do you want to look like the Pamwan Tapa or do you want to look like Professor Kweku Jemfi? Okay? Pictures. So, if you have an illiterate parent, you have not, no excuse. I'm sure some of you do. You've got to get on. My mother inspired me in those days and she still does inspire me. And she's 87, Nana, isn't it? 87, yes. Still alive, very strong. And she still inspires. She sees me on TV, and she runs to go and tell the people in Christ, and by the time she comes back, the TV has moved on, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> 28 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock, and that was the voice of James Boateng, CEO of Cadbury, and it's a message you must hear all the way through till the end. How to navigate life with tailwinds and also battling against headwinds. Very interesting story, and it tra- travels all the, all the way through, and it establishes the fact that no matter how far away you start from, you can rise all the way to the top. Good evening, Pakus Yasari. I dedicate this one also to you and to my friends, Duke and Erin Ofori. Yesterday was your wedding anniversary. Enjoy this one. And how can I forget the eight, seven-year-old mother of James Boateng who showed him two pictures that helped him rise all the way to the top. 
I'm going to play the song by Israel Houghton. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of my life of your life. When I come back, I'm going to give you ten keys to competitive advantage. Ten keys. And if you learned any lessons from James Boat, you can drop them on facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy or leave it one four two two across networks or WhatsApp zero two four four three four zero four three seven. Here is 10 keys to competitive advantage, 10 keys to give you a competitive advantage. And what, what do we call competitive advantage? We're talking about 10 ways in which you can outperform or outpace the competition. You know, no matter what you do, no matter what business you are involved in, you're looking for ways to outperform your competitors, even churches do. Now, competitive advantage distinguishes you from the competition in the eyes of your customers. It is an advantage gained by a firm over its competitors by providing customers with greater value or the same value at a lower cost. Alright, so when you have competitive advantage, you are able to generate higher sales, greater margins, or to retain your customers. These are the three things that in a business um, define competitive advantage. Generating higher sales, greater margins, or retaining your customers. Why is it necessary? Because whether you are a business, an employee, an NGO, or a country, you need a strategy to have a clear competitive advantage and to be able to communicate that advantage to your customers. Traditionally, there are four strategies for achieving competitive advantage. There is the cost leadership strategy that seeks to offer products or services at the lowest cost in the industry. There is a differentiation strategy that provides a variety of products, services, or features that are not available with your competition. And then there is innovation strategy that seeks to leapfrog other market players by introducing completely new or better products and services. And Apple is doing that very much with the iPod and then also the iPad tablets. And of course, there is the operational effectiveness strategy. And that simply focuses on performing your internal business activities better than your competitors and making your clients enjoy doing business with you. So these are the four traditional strategies cost leadership, differentiation, innovation, and then operational effectiveness. I want to drill down these four strategies into 10 things that you want to look out for. That can give you an advantage. And, and whatever you do, you are looking for advantage in one or two of these areas. I call them the, the 10 drivers of consumer preference. The 10 drivers of consumer preference. Number one is convenience. Convenience. Convenience is simply being able to pr- proceed with something with little effort or difficulty. And so, one of the first ways in which people compete in business is to provide convenience to make things easy for the customers. Your business will progress if you give people effortless ways to enjoy the same service. So it, it could be doorstep delivery, it could be self-service, it could be customized solutions. Even the location of your business can give convenience to your customers. And so the first area in which you can win the battle is in the area of convenience. The second key to driving consumer preference is speed, speed of execution. Now, if you deliver the same service faster than your competitors, people will take a second look at you. If Whether it is bank loans, laundry services, online orders, registering for events, restaurant orders, fashion designs, whatever. 
If you deliver faster than the competition, you have an advantage. If the laundry next door delivers their service in seven days and you deliver it in three days, you are ahead of the competition. If you deliver it to the doorstep, you are providing convenience. So number one is convenience. Number two is speed. If you want to lead in your market, these are key attributes you want to look at. The third one is quality. Quality and quality is simply a distinctive attribute or character of something. Quality is one of the big drivers of competition. If you have a reputation of giving great service and excellent products, you will definitely outshine your competition, especially in the middle, medium to long term. Quality means strong products, it means not cutting corners, no inferior raw materials, and very importantly, no compromise on the finishing. All the features must be correct, and that is quality. The fourth one is closely related to quality, and that is innovation and added value. Innovation and added value. And so you will get rewarded by your clients for consistently finding new and improved ways to do the same thing. You need to research, invest in doing things differently, better than the competition. It involves deploying technology, it involves asking questions, it involves simplifying the process, but ultimately, the measure of innovation is adding value to your clients. If your listeners, your clients, your viewers, your customers, your, your buyers, if they can get a sense of added value from the way you do business with them, you can talk about innovation. The fifth driver, the fifth thing that drives consumer preference is price. I know that's the first choice of many people who are seeking to outwit the competition or out, outpace the competition. The, the easiest solution is reduce your prices, but it cannot be sustained if it is not backed by a robust cost leadership approach. What am I saying? If you just keep reducing your prices without finding sustainable ways to cut your cost, you will reduce your prices all right, but you will end up being unprofitable, and that advantage cannot be sustained. And so a price... A price-cutting approach can only be sustained if you can find consistently ways to manage your costs and be more efficient in the cost sphere. The sixth way to drive consumer preference is quantity. Quantity, and that refers to how much of a product you give at the same price. It has a relationship with price, but the difference is this, that you can keep the price of something the same but give a higher quantity to the consumer. And so if they pay, they pay the same amount of, for a ball of kinky, you give them a bigger ball of kinky, high, a higher number of kilograms, obviously you're giving them more value even though the price is the same. So the, 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 the sixth trigger point is actually quantity. A longer ride on the toy train is an example of giving a, a higher quantity for the same price. The seventh reason why customers switch from one provider to another or buy from somebody is health and fitness. Today's average buyer is more health conscious than ever before. People are interested in the breakdown of the dietary components of everything they eat. And it's just because the challenges that people face, the average person faces in the marketplace, includes staying alive and healthy, especially with the increase in the number of of behavioral pattern-based ailments and so or what they call lifestyle diseases that's why an advert for instance will say that a product has no additives no sugar added zero cholesterol and so on the objective is to appeal to health conscious users and that probably explains why there's a big fight 
over GM foods. It's all about health and fitness. Number eight, safety. Safety is the eighth consideration, driving consumer preference. And so some people buy a particular product because it is safe. It is safer than the rest. Now, there are two dimensions to safety. There is product, the product safety, and then the process safety. Let me differentiate. And so when we say a product is safe, we are looking at the fact that the producer goes the extra mile to provide relevant information that can help the user use the product safely. And so, for instance, they can write on a, 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 the package that keep this package away from children. As a way of saying, children could suffocate if this packaging is left unattended. All these focus on product safety or service delivery safety where you can go for a program and before the program starts, they will show you the fire, the escape route in case of a fire, all the emergency procedures. All those focus on the product safety. But the process safety focuses on what happens off camera, behind the scenes. And that is where a company can highlight the fact that its production processes meet a certain standard and they advertise this standard as a way of saying that they have been certified by authorities internationally as giving value by make, making sure that their processes in their in their workplace are safe and so that is another dimension of safety but it can be a very good driver for consumer preference the ninth reason why people will buy from a particular person or switch from one person to another is prestige or class so some people buy some things because they are prestigious. Price is not a consideration at all. In fact, those products seem to have a, a different demand curve because the higher the, 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 the price, the greater the demand. They call them ostentatious goods. And so when you have them, you feel a sense of pride and a sense of prestige or class. Now, what happens with, with that is that people gravitate towards these products because they see them as being in a certain class. And that alone is an attraction for some consumers. The final one I will share for today is a more indirect one, but very important. That is social responsibility or sustainable business. Now, some consumers particularly like to buy from companies that are seen to be giving back to the society or producing or doing their business in a sustainable way with a focus on the environment, a focus on sustainability, giving back to the community, educating people, helping people find their space. So some consumers switch to companies like that because they feel that these companies are more connected to them and therefore they would like to invest their resources in these companies. So let me run the, the list of 10 by you and you can get back to us by telling us which of these 10 connected to you the most or which one you are using to drive your business. Ten drivers of consumer preference. Number one, convenience. Number two, speed. Number three, quality. Number four, innovation or added value. Number five is price. Number six is quantity. Number seven, health and fitness. Number eight, safety. The ninth one, of course, is prestige or class. And the tenth one is social responsibility and sustainability. I'll take a brief commercial break. When I come back, let me open the phone lines early today. Tell me, which of these ten drivers are you thinking about? And how can you change your business with any of these ten drivers? Please don't go away. At Ecobank, we see a great future. With over 1,000 branches across 33 African countries. 
Stitcher connects you wherever you go with cards and internet banking and lets you transfer money straight from your heart to your loved ones. So wherever life takes you, we're there to help. The future is Pan-African and Echo Bank is the Pan-African Bank. Springboard Roadshow Foundation and MTN presents the Springboard 2014 Roadshow under the theme Repositioning. The dates are Boga on 1st February, Tamale 4th February, Wa 8th February, Sunyane 11th February, Kumase 15th February, Koforidia 22nd February, Accra 1st March, Hall 8th March, Takrade 12th March, with the grand finale in Cape Coast on 15th March. The rate is 40 Ghana cities in Accra and 20 Ghana cities in all regional. 402 499 Sponsors, PZ Cousins, Starlight Assurance, All Time Capital, Zenith Bank, Go TV, Note, Rankard, Star Assurance, Medso Minerals, Yep Cleaning, Omega Capital, Access Pension Trust, Yorks Investments, Safina, and Asa Energy. Media Partners, Joy FM, Modi TV, ETV, Live FM, Sunny FM, Radio XYZ, Graphic, The Finer, and BNFT. Springboard 2014, powered by Legacy and it is 12 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. This is Springboard, your virtual university. On the wings, I can see my good friend, Pastor Ransford. I will say gearing up for a walk with Jesus and a discussion about the end time. Pastor Ransford, it's good to see you. Come and tell me how you are gaining an advantage in the economic marketplace when I open the phone lines. All right. I have a few messages from you. Francis says, I think modesty in its sense is not bad. And so no matter how successful we might, we, we might be, we must still be modest because that signifies a mark of greatness. Well, Francis, that modesty, the uniform modesty, the type that says, when you go to the workplace, don't talk. Sit at the back and keep quiet. That can be counterproductive. George Aquamorgan was the first person to give us the scripture verse that I shared with you at the beginning of the program. He gets to win a ticket to the National Convocation of the Springboard Roadshow and a copy of our book called Sheba. And just by the way, those of you who are frantically copying the 10 drivers of consumer preference, it's from the book Sheba, Ancient Customer Service Secrets Distilled in Today's Social Media Driven World by Comfort and I, and that was written in the year 2013. So you can get a copy of the book Sheba if you want to find out how to gain competitive advantage in your field. But do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. It's from Proverbs 29 and the verse 20. Next week, just try it one more time, and let's see if you can get the ticket to springboard. Talking about that, George Morgan, who won the ticket, says, effort is required in every endeavor to make gain. And He's talking about great stuff here. Michael Coe says, we know these things, read about these stories in books, in magazines, and in social media. But it's more hope, it's truly helpful and impactful when they are brought home and alive to us by people like Mr. James Boateng. Let me open the phone line so you can share with us how you are seeking to gain competitive advantage. Which of the 10 attributes do you think is the best driver for your business? The number to call 030-221-6541. 030-221-6541. Call it to the show. Let's talk. Which of the 10 drivers or enablers do you want to use to drive your own business? Or even if you are an individual, how do you hope to drive your advantage in the economic marketplace. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yes, good evening, Albert. Your name, where are you calling from? Steven from Manchester. Steven, so you've been listening to the 10 attributes, 10 attributes, and which of them do you think you want to use to drive your business? Innovation. 
innovation. Why? You know, being innovative in, a, in your dealings with customers positions you in a, in, a, in a place that will ensure that you offer the cutting-edge solution to their problems. And I think that innovation is the number one reason why those companies who couldn't innovate collapsed. And those companies that innovated are now uh, surviving and they are now the market leaders. Right. I, I think that... I, I hope you are, coming, you are coming for the National Convocation of Springboard. Yes, yes. Right. I'll be there. I, look, I'll be there I, I, I look forward to seeing you and interacting with you. Thank you very much. Right. Isaac from Medina, good evening. Hello? Isaac, good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you, my brother? Yes, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm learning from you. Right. So tell That's me, good. how do you hope to, 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 to drive, to outshine the competition? Which of the keys do you intend to use? Uh, I intend to use corporate social responsibility. Right. I believe in it so much that um, the business that I want to do is not going to be for myself alone, but I want to create value in society and that right from the onset, if I try to perform some um, some projects that would benefit the society, I think they, they are going to accept my brand and right. it, will, it will help me grow. We will be there to celebrate with you when you rise all the way to the top, Isaac, and wish you well. It's, it's, it's gratifying to know that even before you start your business, you are thinking of giving back to society. And there's research that proves that customers truly appreciate companies that operate like that. Hello, good evening. Oh, please, please lower the volume on your radio set if you want it. Israel from Ashiaman, lower your radio set all the way to, all the way down so I can hear you. Hello? Yeah. Uh, right. I think... Please know why you feel that. You will right. your class. Yeah, that's what I will. Please right. Yeah. What kind of product are you thinking about that will that will focus on prestige or class? Is it is it is it an ultimate driving machine or something? Yeah. What product are you are, are you promoting or what product are you dealing? Ah. Uh, All right. If you couldn't get it told, I have some from Sikura on the line. Some. Good evening. Good evening, sir. So Sam, tell me, uh, have you been have you been listening to the presentation on the ten drivers of consumer preference? Yes, please. Oh. And, uh, I was listening to you when I got busy, and the first point you mentioned the first point was what, please? Oh, are you asking me to to give you back the ten points again? Yes, yes, the first point. Only the number one. Yes. Okay, the first one was convenience. So you said convenience. Yeah, I would like to take. That point. Oh, you asked me for the point. You are giving it back to me. Okay, I thank you very much. <laughs> That's a unique one. Mohammed from Sakumono. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. How are you, Mohammed? I'm good, sir. Welcome to the Virtual University. Tell me, what? How do you hope to drive the market? What are you involved in? Yeah, well, I am an individual. I might be thinking about doing something, and 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 and, and one of the issues that I am most interested in. The ten things that you mentioned is innovation. Innovation. Why, Mohammed, yeah. why, why is innovation attracting you? Um, innovation is attracting me because if you look at innovation in itself, what is it? You know, it's about you know creating something new. It's about identifying a problem and then coming out to solution to that particular problem, and then people should be willing to pay for that particular solution that you are providing. In other words, when you identify a problem in society and then you come out with 
an idea or a way of solving that problem and then people are willing to pay for that particular solution that you are providing right. then you are innovating thank you very so, much so enjoy your evening and keep listening to the virtual university daniel from oed good evening hi good evening Albert. daniel how are you i'm fine i'm fine wonderful so uh, give, give me a sense of what you are doing and how you hope to outshine the competition wow well i'm in the management consultancy service right and uh, yeah we train people right etc with area of professional credentials and then uh going through the list i think uh convenience quality and innovation will be critical to the success of our enterprise Right. Uh, this is yes. This is due to the fact that uh, we we believe that we don't want to follow the norm. What others are doing the system. We want to devise a methodology uh, that will, will be easy to follow. We want to run our programs in a very convenient environment, and we, we want to come up with innovative way of teaching people, breaking that point to the barest minimum where they will appreciate whatever we teach, and at the end of the day, have the quality of. Uh, what about professional education they wanted to get from us? All right, thank you very much. And the final caller is Henrietta from Teshi. Henrietta, good evening. Hello, good evening. Henrietta, how are you? I'm fine. Which area are you involved in and how do you hope to get, gain an advantage? Okay, um, graphic designer. You're a graphic designer. So which of the 10 drivers is attracting you? Um, speed, definitely speed. speed. I use convenience, yes. Okay. I use convenience because I um, go to people's offices to let them see their work and right. instead of they coming all the way to my office and all of that. But I would definitely want to add to it. If you add speed and convenience, you are definitely going to have a huge advantage. Harita, I wish you well and enjoy your evening and keep listening to the virtual university because next year you're going to bring you another list of enablers from one okay. area or another that you can use to live out okay. your dream. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you. All right. So that brings us to the end of our phoning segment. Next week, we'll bring you another set in our Ten Commandments series. Ten things that can help you have an advantage. And this one is from our book, our book Sheba, Ancient Customer Service Secrets, in the, in the, in, distilled in today's social media-driven world. The book is called Sheba. Just find it, and you will find some very useful tips on customer service. And so before I go, on behalf of Comfort, Ignatius, and Matthew, I want to say thank you to you for joining us one more time as you graduate on the virtual university. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors, and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran.